Listener Production. What are your plans this Mother's Day? Mums need to be way more selfish this Mother's Day because we are givers, we're nurturers, we are the front line every single day and I think it's our turn. Today on Feed Play Love, we're encouraging mums to put themselves first. Feed Play Love with Siobhan Hunt. Mother's Day is a time we celebrate all that mothers do. Generally, that comes with some kind of floral mug and maybe an afternoon off with a good book, which, frankly, sounds divine. But what if Mother's Day was more a call to action, the kickoff to living your life a little less selfless? Kate Christie is the author of The Life List, Master Every Moment and Live an Audacious Life. Hi, Kate. How are you? Uh, I'm terrific, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. In your book, you argue that women need to start putting themselves first more. I feel like it's not a natural or easy thing for mothers to put themselves first. I know that you're a mother yourself. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. It's It goes very against the grain. And I think that that's why it's so important to write about it and to talk about it and to share it and make it a little bit more accessible to all of us. It's a message I need to tell myself and I need to hear myself. So absolutely, it goes against the grain because we are born nurturers. And I think that when we have our babies, we have this fierce kind of lioness that comes out that wants to protect and and control and be everything for our children and to make sure that they're fine. And that is normal and natural, particularly when they're babies, because they rely on us for everything. But as they get older, they don't as much. And yet we still are incredibly selfless, uh, even into their young adulthood or in their tweens or their, you know, teenage years. And we need to take a little bit of a step back and understand that our cup needs to be filled too. There's still something in me that always just puts them first in the, in the list of the things that need to be done. Let's look after our kids first. Um, and it, it feels like very ingrained patterns. And I'm wondering, how do you unlearn that? I think that the first thing is to accept that it's okay to to actually be that way. You know, we are mums and we love our children and and it's okay to accept that we do want absolutely the best for them all of the time. So I, I think that it's important to acknowledge it and accept it. And part of the importance of that is to start moving away from the guilt, because if we don't acknowledge it, we're not prepared to accept it, then we feel guilty every time we step outside of that lane. And then we have the whole guilt thing. So accept the fact that we're going to feel that way, but then add another piece of to the dialogue. Start having discussions with your girlfriends, uh, with your partner, even with your children, that, um, that you're not there to do everything for them. They're not always going to come first. Start having those discussions around how, you know, when we do fill our own cup, we turn up as a better mum, a better partner, a better you know, person in all aspects of our lives. So it's not about changing the dialogue. I think it's about adding to the dialogue. Mm, Like it's something powerful in just saying something out loud, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's just that part around communicating and communicating our wants and our desires and the fact that 
Acknowledging that we are brilliant mums, we do do an amazing job, but, and it's a big but, it's okay for us to put ourselves first some of the time. And it's not about being overly selfish. And I think that as women uh, and people who identify as women, we have this ingrained, you know, our heckles go up if someone were to suggest that we're being selfish uh, when we take the focus onto ourselves. And there's a really big difference between being selfish and being just a little bit less selfless. Mm, I was was thinking that's a really interesting balance because as you say, we are mothers and, and we love our children. And we also have a responsibility, right? We chose to have our children, most of us. And in choosing to do that, there is a certain amount of sacrifice and responsibility that comes with that. But then finding the line between, you know, what that means and then maybe going too far, becoming a martyr, becoming someone who sacrifices all the things you want in order to be the best mum possible, in inverted commas, there seems to be a line that we can cross on that. I think so. And I think there's a lot of pressure that comes from our peers. Um, There's a lot of pressure that comes from the media. Just look at the way, the whole approach that the media takes to motherhood, to Mother's Day. Just the whole concept. There's so much pressure that we're getting externally around what that dialogue needs to be and how we need to be identifying as a mother. And it becomes a bit overwhelming. And I think some people do perhaps enter into the sort of the martyr space. Uh, And I think also there's a lot of women that are very selfless and they just get so used to acting in a particular way that they just forget to stop and think that there's potentially an alternative way to think about this. You know, this constant strive or behaviour of being selfless, you know, the definition of selfless is to have no self. And I feel that that's just a step too far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the key is as well, like if you're a giving person and you find joy from doing that all the time, whether it's cooking dinner or cleaning the toilet, like people can find joy in all kinds of ways, right? So if you find your joy that way, if that gives you peace and equilibrium, then that's great. But if it's constantly seen as a sacrifice then that's where I think you lose your sense of self, right? If you're denying things that would fill your cup occasionally and doing everything for everyone else, then then you do lose who you are amongst all of that. Yeah, I, absolutely you do. And I talk a lot with women who are mums to, you know, tweens, to t- teenagers, even to young adult children. And there genuinely is this sense of loss of self, this... I don't actually know who I am anymore. What are my interests? What are my hobbies? I can't think of the last time I did something for me. And if I had time, I don't know what I would even do. And when I do have time, I tend to fill it by sending another 30 emails, which are work-related, or doing another 30 loads of washing. And if I actually stopped for five minutes and thought about it, I don't even know what my sense of self is anymore. And that's not a great place to be. And that's, you know, that's the call to action that I'm putting out there is we just need to pause and reflect really, really deeply around what this next chapter, regardless of what age we are, what is this next chapter of my life going to look like? I want to design it in a way that I'm inserting a little bit more of myself into it. 
you took small steps to embracing this kind of life, to, as you say in the book title, living an audacious life, being a bit less selfless. And I think that's probably key for most mums is the idea that you don't have to wake up on Mother's Day and just <laughs> refuse, <laughs> just completely yeah, dump, just dump say, the kids. I'm off. <laughs> See ya in a week. Like you're not, yeah. you're not saying, yeah. uh, you know, you're not calling to burn bras, etc. What you're saying is <laughs> take small yeah. steps and you can take those steps in ways that feel comfortable to you. Have I got that right? Yeah, you have. Look, look. Honestly, if you do wake up on Mother's Day and want to burn your bra, then you know more, more power, more power to your sister. Um, but you know, we don't have to go completely all out and completely audacious. It's I, I liken it to you know, if you decide you want to climb the mountain, well, you don't have to actually wake up and climb that mountain tomorrow. It's about taking all of those small steps, and I, I call them moments. And I talk about moments in the book. And moment is a really beautiful word. If you look it up, it actually has three meanings. The first is that it's a unit of time. So a moment is actually 90 seconds of time. So just as a minute is 60 seconds, a moment is wow. 90 seconds. Um, the, the second, I know, it's, I love this so much. The second definition is that it's a, a unit of force. So when you open a door and the door pivots on the hinge, that movement on the hinge, that pivoting movement is called a moment. And then the third definition is it's a unit of energy. When there's an earthquake, scientists measure the power of that earthquake by using the momentum magnitude scale. So I came at it thinking, I don't actually have to completely change the world and change my life. I could just operate in moments. If I just take 90 seconds of time and exert enough energy to open a brand new door in my life, then I'm making a change where I'm moving away from being completely selfless and starting to be a little bit more selfish. So you don't have to take the week off to climb the mountain. Start with 90 seconds, open I love a brand new that door. philosophy. I love that whole way of thinking. But have you got any tips on how we might make some of those small practical steps this Mother's Day? Yeah, look, absolutely. I think... Mother's Day is, it's a, it's a very permissible day. I think everyone has that understanding that it's mum's day. And, and look, my eldest son, who's now 23, was born on my 30th birthday. So for the last 23 years of my life, I haven't <laughs> even had a birthday. So, you know, Mother's Day is it. It is the day. What I would be saying to all the mums listening is when you get asked, what do you want for Mother's Day this year? I would be asking for an hour of time where you can just go and sit somewhere nice and warm and reflect and start writing your own life list. It's a list of everything you want to do while you're still young enough to enjoy it. It's the exact opposite of a bucket list. You know, a bucket list is what do I want to do before I die? And I don't want to wait that long. I want to make my list now of everything I want to do while I'm young enough to live it and love it. And, you know, give yourself that gift of an hour. Sit down and, and start writing your list of everything you want to do. And it can be big and small. You know, it can be, you know, the climb the mountain type goals, the sail down the Nile, the take the family to Disneyland 
big goals, but it's also going to be the little ones. You know, my own life list is full of things like, you know, I'm going to tell my kids I love them every single day, even when they're driving me nuts. Um, I'm, I'm going to vacuum less. I'm going to swear more and I'm going to eat a load of lollies. You know, I've got lots and lots of small things on there, but I've got some really big audacious things, but it's all around taking little 90 second moments and, and moving forward. Because the, the good thing about the word moment Siobhan, is that when you add a whole heap of moments together, ah, you get momentum. I love the definition of those words or that word. Um, okay, look, I have to ask you, what is the most audacious thing on your life list? Oh, oh, that's such a great question. Look, there's a few things on there. I'm I'm about to head to Bali for seven weeks to um, practice potentially being a digital nomad in the future. So that's mm. that's pretty audacious. What's a digital um, nomad? I think a digital nomad. So it's uh, people, I guess, who have the benefit of working for themselves or the ability to work from anywhere, which many of us do now have as a result of the overnight experiment called COVID, where we all had to work remotely. So there's over 50 countries now who offer a digital nomadic visa, which is basically a visa that allows you to live in the country anywhere from sort of three months to sort of five years and not pay taxes to be able to work freely as long as you are earning your income from an enterprise or business outside of the country. Yeah, so there's lots and lots of people now and, um, you know, who are travelling the world and, and living this sort of digital entrepreneur kind of lifestyle. So that's a biggie that I'm practising this year. Last year I had a yes month where for a whole month, the whole month of August I had to say yes to every single op- <laughs> request or opportunity that came my way. I made two fatal errors, um, or three actually. The first was I told my best friend. The second was that I told my kids and the third was I chose August, which was when we happened oh, to be in wow. Bali. So, you know, I ended up plunging, you know, 30 metres on a water slide that was literally shaped oh. like a vertical <laughs> coffin um, where the floor dropped away and you just plunged, which was so not something I would ever do. Um, but it was yes oh, month, wow. so I had to do it. Um, you know, this is the beauty of having a life list is I've, I've filled mine with experiences, not possessions. I, I want to acquire less. I want to experience more. I want, there's lots and lots of things on my life list that have to do with my children, you know, so it's not about me saying I'm, I want to have this life list separate to my children. There's lots on there, you know, we're in a couple of days, we're going off, um, we're having a paintball thing I bought for the kids and myself where we're going off to shoot the hell out of each other with paintballs. Um, you know, I want to do stuff with them, but there's also lots of really cup filling soul loving things on there. Yeah, and I also me. love that the list, when you include your children, are things that you want to do together. So we often think about our kids and go, what would they enjoy? And to be honest, when they enjoy it, we enjoy it mostly. Um, there are a few arcade game places that may not make that, <laughs> maybe the exception yeah. to the rule there. <laughs> uh, but generally speaking, yeah. that's true. But then when you think about something that you'd really love to share with your children because you want to do it, that can be really transformative. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. I, you know, last year I, my middle son turned 21 and he's always really loved opera. And, um, I remember when he was about eight, he was in the shower 
and he thought he was one of the three tenors and we heard, heard, heard this huge crash and he'd fa- fainted in the shower because he'd held the note too long. <laughs> so for his 21st birthday, I surprised him with tickets and we went and saw Botticelli at the a tennis centre just for the two of us. And it was unbelievable and he loved it. And he was, you know, he was 21. He was easily the youngest in the audience <laughs> by about 40 years. Um, but it was just the best. So it's it's about having that, that joy with them. But there's also lots of things on the life list that have nothing to do with them. You know, I, I hiked the Larapinta Trail last year. I've gone alcohol-free. I've just created my own giving policy for my business where I've worked out exactly which charities I'm going to work with and how I'm going to support them with my time and my energy and my knowledge. You know, we need to give back. And, you know, so there's lots and lots of things on there that cover all the chapters of my life that are important to me. It's not just about travel and adventure and experiences. It's about my health. It's about my wealth. It's about making sure, you know, my super is sorted, that I've got a will, that I've got a medical power of attorney in play. It's about my relationships. It's about the environment. It's about the people I want to surround myself with. So, you know, a life list is so much more than a list of just travel destinations. It's really holistically, how do I want to live my best life from today onwards because I don't want to put it off till later because, you know, later might be too late. Kate, I love all that you have to say there. I'm going to definitely take that time out on Mother's Day to reflect myself. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. That's Kate Christie. Her book is called The Life List and you'll find links to where you can get a copy in the notes of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the listener app. And don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.